And thank you for tuning in to our sermon podcast from Connect Church. We'd like to invite you to join us in person at 1101 West Grand in Ponca City, Oklahoma, or on Facebook Live. Go to connectchurchpc.com to learn more about how we are helping people connect every day. We are a people, connected people, all in God's love. sanctity of life and what that means and why it is that we believe in the life of the unborn child and why it is that we protect that because you know God created life and when we don't protect what God created that saying that what God created wasn't important and it is important I remember being at a youth convention in 1986 and the speaker of our breakout said that in 1973 abortion was legalized but he believed that God was going to raise up a deliverer or revival from that generation because every place in the Bible where they killed off babies or infants, God raised up a deliverer. He talked about Moses. He talked about Jesus. And he said, who is going to be our deliverer of this generation? And so in June, when the Supreme Court said it's unconstitutional and kicked it back to the states and said the states decide, there have been nearly one million babies in North America that have been saved because of that. That's the. So you're coming here, and in case you guys are wondering, we're doing our superhero series, and I am preaching on Captain America today. Just so you know, I'm not preaching about Captain America. I'm preaching about God, but using Captain America to tie us into how when we go to the movies, we can see God on the big screen. Do you know that Captain America entered World War II before America did? In 1941, a man by the name of Kirby developed Captain America, and he wanted someone who was true. He wanted someone who was patriotic. He wanted someone who would bring out the best in the people. And in, in June of 1941 was the first ever Captain America comic, and it showed him punching Adolf Hitler in the face. And it was just kind of a, that, that, that drive that, that we needed to, to say, hey, let's get involved in this, and let's look at, at what we can do. In, in many ways, you know, my, my family, we're, we're fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Whenever one of the new movies comes out, we watch it, and we get excited about it. And there was countdowns as we were leading up to the very last one, Endgame, and we couldn't wait because we went and watched the, the movie before Endgame. And, and I left the theater, and I'm like, oh. And Terry goes, Mark, it's a movie. I'm like, yeah, but I'm just so depressed. <laughs> I mean, he snapped his finger, and half the population has gone... And, and heroes that I love are gone. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm just not striking it over this. But then Endgame came around, and, and I don't want to give away too much, next, but next week we can talk about Iron Man. And, uh, you know, Iron Man saved mankind. But I want to talk more about his uh, character arc and how we, how God has designed us to grow and not just remain stagnant. 
But Captain America, I mean, there was something good about him. There was something honest about him because he had a, he had a great power. But when you watch in the movie, before he was a man of great power, he still had this authentic integrity about him. And it, it's so funny to watch because there's a, there's a scene when he's just a scrawny little guy. I have no clue how they did that to make him look like just this little kid. And if you know, I mean, Brad, if you know how they did that, don't tell me because you'll ruin my, my universe. <laughs> but there's this scrawny little kid, and, and he's telling this guy to be quiet because the guy is booing and hissing about World War II. And he said, hey, enough of the news. We get on with the movie. And he goes, hey, be quiet. And the guy takes him out to the alley and beats him up. And here you have Steve Rogers just keeps getting right back up. And the guy hits him. He goes, hey, I can do this all day. And you're like, wow, that, that character arc, that, that integrity that he had, and, and what it is that God calls us to. In Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your guard, and after you have done everything, you will be able to stand. And when you're watching Captain America on the big screen, no matter what evil is out there, he remains true. The the other thing I I love about him is he hearkens us back to a simpler time in America where where people had a much greater sense of, of of holiness and goodness, and God calls us into holiness. He says, I didn't save you so that you could go out and do whatever you wanted to do. I saved you so that you could be uniquely changed. But there's this great scene right at the beginning of the movie Avengers when all the Avengers come together, and I want to show it for you real quick. I'd sit this one out, Cap. I don't see how I can. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. He's showing you his, his goodness right there. I would sit this one out. I, I can't do that. Everything's inside of me says I can't sit on the sidelines and allow evil to take over. I've got to get involved. And she goes, these people are from legends. They are basically gods. And what did he say? You know, if you guys could all say it in unison, it would help me out. I mean, our, our online crowd would appreciate it said in unison. But, I mean, he's telling them right, right there, which I'm going to show you a scene right now that has nothing to do with my message, but you've got to see this, this, this scene for me. Show, show this scene, Lance. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by... You see, Jesus is our ultimate hero, and, and, and Captain America draws us to the scene. And I, I want you to know this. Inside of us is something that's struggling to tell the world, you're beneath me, I am a god. And we need the Hulk to come in and smash us and say, puny god. 
We, we need to realize that we have to crucify our, ourselves and, and put our sinful nature on, on the cross so that we can be made more like God and draw into his presence and, and get rid of the puny God so we can be made more like the one true God. In this morning, what I want you to know is our first calling is that we are to be holy and good. Holy and good. And so when you're, you're holy and good, first of all, the, that word holy means to be set apart. And if we are set apart, if we are different, then people can look at us and say, wow, you're different from the world. But sometimes we can be holy, but we choose not to be good. And so we look down our noses at people who are not like us. And we say, well, you're not one of us. But God calls us not just to be holy, but to be holy and good. There, there are people out there who say, oh, I just want to do good. I just want to be good. I, and I want everyone around me to know that I'm a good person. I just want to be good. But if you're not holy, you're not set apart, you're not being used by God, you're just a good person. There's a lot of good people out there that are going to miss heaven by, by such a short span because they choose just to be good. There's a lot of people out there that are going to chase people away from the throne of God because they're holy, but they're not good. God says to Joshua in Joshua 1.7, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses. Obey. Be holy. Obey. What is it like when you ask somebody to do something and they don't do it? And so many times in the Bible, God says, this is what I want you to do. And we're like, well, I'm going to do my own thing. God says, hey, I want you to be holy. I want you to be set apart. I want you to get rid of the sin that so easily entangles, the sin that is destroying your life. And we're like, ah, you know, really? I'm a God. I'm my own God. And I want you to get that picture. Every time you think about how, how sin rears its ugly head, I, I want you to get that picture of the Hulk coming up to your God, throwing it around, and then saying, puny God. Because we've got to We've got to be willing to allow God to make us holy and good. In 2 Samuel 10, 12, it says, Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do, do what is good in his sight. You see, we are to be set apart and we are to be good. David goes to take food to his brothers, and while he's there, he notices this giant by the name of Goliath. The giant comes out, and every day he makes fun of the Israelite people. And he goes back in and he sleeps fine. All the Israelites, they're, they're, they're shaking, they're quaking, like, oh, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? And David says, I'm going to fight him. You're like, what? There's two things that notice. I, I also have a 13-year-old son. And my 13-year-old son thinks that he can take on the world. And he always is coming up and saying, I'm stronger than you. I'm bigger than you. I'm faster than you. And I think of that with David, but I think there's a little bit more with David, because remember, before this event, the, the story right before this event, David was anointed by God. So I don't think it was just David being naive and a teenage boy who thought he could conquer the world, but I think David was going, you know what, I wouldn't be anointed if God didn't have a plan for my life. Captain America... He's being interviewed. He's Steve Rogers at this time. He has not been injected with anything, the, the magic serum to make him who he is. 
And he wants to know, why do you want to do this? Watch the scene with us. Thank you. So, you want to go overseas, kill some Nazis. Excuse me? Dr. Abraham Erskine. I represent the Strategic Scientific Reserve. Steve Rogers. Where are you from? Queens, 73rd Street and Utopia Parkway. Before that, Germany. This troubles you? No. Where are you from, Mr. Rogers? Hmm? Is it New Haven or Paramos? Five exams in five different cities. That might not be the right file. No, it's not the exams I'm interested in. It's the five tries. But you didn't answer my question. Do you want to kill Nazis? Is this a test? Yes. I don't want to kill anyone. He says, look at that. He's making me cry. You see, here's what I want you to know. Sometimes people look at us and they see us in the world's eyes and God is looking at us and say, looking right in our hearts and right in our souls and says, will you be holy? Will you be set apart? If I give you great power, will the power go to your mind or will you still serve the way that I have called you to serve? 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters, but David found strength in the Lord his God. I mean, this was David. Everyone sang, they sing songs about him. Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his tens of thousands. And now the people had lost faith in him. So many times in our lives, we will have our back up against the wall, and sometimes it will be easier not to serve God, not to follow God, but to do whatever we want to do. And we have to answer this question. Am I still going to fight for God? Captain America said, The price of freedom is high. It always has been. And it's a price I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing. I'm willing to bet that I'm not. Steve Rogers, the same guy as a 90-pound asthmatic, as he was after the serum came to his body, and he became... Captain America. Are you the same person, no matter who you're around? That's an important question, something we have to wrestle with. Because, you know, our character needs to represent Jesus. Our character needs to represent Jesus. I've got another video clip from Captain America I want to share with you and then unwrap it for you. Can I ask you a question? Just one? Why me? I suppose that is the only question that matters. This is from Augsburg, my city. Well, many people forget that the first country the Nazis invaded was their own. You know, after the last war, that my people struggled, they, they felt weak, they felt small. And then Hitler comes along with the marching, the big show, and the flag. 
legs. He, he, he hears of me, my work, and he finds me. And he says, you. He says, you are like a stone. Well, I am not interested. So he sends a head of Hydra, his research division, a brilliant scientist by the name of Johann Schmidt. Now, Schmidt is a member of the inner circle, and he is ambitious. He and Hitler share a passion for occult power and Teutonic myth. Hitler uses his fantasies to inspire his followers. But for Schmidt, it is not fantasy. For him, it is real. He has become convinced that there is a great power hidden in the earth, left here by the gods, waiting to be seized by a superior man. So when he is about my formula and what he can do, he cannot resist. Schmidt must become that superior man. Did it make him stronger? Yeah. But there were other effects. The serum was not ready. But more important, the man. The serum amplifies everything that is inside, so good becomes great. Bad becomes worse. This is why you were chosen. Because a strong man who has known power all his life will lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. Thanks. I think. Whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing. That you will stay who you are. Not a perfect soldier, but a good man. You said it was important to him? Be a good man. What's important to us, if, if we were to stand face to face with God, stand face to face with Jesus, he would say, remember what is inside of you. There's this internal conflict with Captain America. And if you were to jump over to another part of the MCU universe, it would also be with Spider-Man. They were normal people before they were injected. And so with Captain America, all the goodness, everything that he was, his, his integrity was on the inside. He had to continue to be that. And so God is saying to us that he's made alive inside of us, and we are to be holy. We are to be set apart. We must represent God. We must represent him well. Because first of all, our allegiance above everything else is to God. We stand in honor of God. Jesus was perfect and sinless. He said, hey, you don't have to live every day to figure out what sin am I going to commit today, but you can live without daily sin in your life. And Jesus grew daily. One of the prayers that Terry and I pray over our boys is this. It comes from Luke 25, 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Steve said, for as long as I can remember, I wanted to do what was right. 
What about us? What would, what would be said about us? As long as I can remember, I wanted to do what was right. We were in South Carolina last week, and, and one of the jokes is we're driving through the, the areas there, you'd see a, a large old church, and every large old church had a cemetery right next to it. And so we were driving through, and, and Jack goes, hey, that's a, that's a church. It must not be that old. There's no cemetery. And then we'd pass by it, and I'm like, oh, there's a cemetery. Because back in those days, the churches were the caretakers of the cemetery. We were uh, hanging out with some friends of ours last night, Chad and Tana, and they were telling us when they were in South Carolina, they found out that on your tombstone back in the olden days, they would put your last known sentence on your tombstone. And so there was a tombstone that said, see, I told you I was sick. Former Pope of the Catholic Church, Pope Benedict, his last words were about Jesus. I love Jesus. It, what would your last words be? The other thing that we see in this is that we need a team, we need the church. It's so easy for us to act like individuals and do things like individuals and say, hey, I'm important, look at me, celebrate me, do everything for me. But we need each other. We need a team. We need people to come around us and lift us up when we are hurting, when we're down. I'm going to show you a short clip, and then I'm going to show you a longer clip of it later. But Captain America was ready to take on Thanos, the ultimate evil, all by himself. Watch this with us. Have you resisted evil? Have you stood up against the, the schemes of the devil? We were, we're instructing the Bible over and over again to stand up and resist the devil. And here's Captain America. He's beaten. He's down. He's bloody. His shield, which was indestructible, was broken. And he tightens it on his arm, and he goes in the battle. He said, I'm, I'm willing to take on evil no matter what. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he left with us the mission to carry on after him. What, what was that mission? He said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to, here's that word again, obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. But this command wasn't for us to go one by one. This command was for us to come together. You can go on YouTube, you can watch crowd reactions to this scene. But I was in the theater, and I was live when Captain America makes his famous statement. Avengers, assemble. <laughs> 
Watch how valuable the team is right here. God is preparing us for battle, not a battle against flesh and blood. Remember what we read in, in Ephesians? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. And so at times we will feel bloody, we will feel worn out, and we will be like, I just want to give up. I want to quit. I can't do this anymore, and I can't do this on my own. And when Captain America stood up and his shield was broken, he's walking forward. He was willing to do it all by himself, but he didn't have to. He had a team around him. And so I want you to understand that you're not alone when you go into battle, but you have a church around you, people that are fighting for you, people that are praying for you, people that are standing in the gap for you. And it's so easy to take our eyes off of the prize. You see, we need to train our spiritual bodies. And there's nothing like understanding training. Because when we train our spiritual bodies through prayer, through reading the Bible, through asking God to, to, to transform us, think about how, how amazing life gets and how our spiritual life grows. When runners run, they, they, they run and they train their bodies and they need to get it in the peak physical condition so they can run for long distances. When sprinters run, they've got to get their bodies in peak condition so they can run short distances at very fast speeds. You train your body. Why not train your spiritual body? You see, we need to be willing to make sacrifices.
In Romans 5, 7 and 8, it says, Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know what I love about this? God never said, Mark, I want you to go home and clean up your life. I want you to go home and, and get rid of all that, all that junk. And when you get good enough, come to me. You know what Jesus says? Come as you are. Broken. Spilled out. So what if, if you smell a little bit? So what if you have blood on your uniform? It doesn't matter. Just come. Lance, we're going to skip over the, the scene that's there, and we're going to hit the, other, the next one. And it's Captain America passing on his shield. Watch this with us, how important this is. Cap? Hi, Sam. So did something go wrong, or did something go right? Well, after I put the stones back, I thought... Maybe I'll try some of that life Tony was telling me to get. How'd that work out for you? It was beautiful. God, I'm happy for you. Truly. Thank you. Only thing bumming me out is the fact I have to live in a world without Captain America. Oh. That reminds me. Try not. Like it's someone else's. It isn't. You know, it's, uh, as parents, you hit a stage in life where you realize that you are building for the next generation. Passing on the shield. See, Captain America goes back in, in time to, to replace the Infinity Stones that they borrowed, that beat Thanos. And he decides when he's back there that he's going to get a life for himself. He's going to marry Agent Carter. But he comes back to the spot because he has something to pass on. He passes on the shield, the, the shield. When he picks it up, he goes, how does it feel? And he goes, it feels like it's somebody else's. And I want you to know, so many times when we put on faith, 
there, there are times in our life where it feels like it's too big for us and someone else's responsibility is too big. But we simply say is, you know what? I'm going to do my best. I want to follow God. I want to honor. I'm going to carry on this faith that you've given me. Captain America is other people focused and never self-focused. See, when we become self-focused, that's when sin enters in and sin destroys us. When we say, well, I deserve this or I deserve that or I deserve whatever, we fail to realize that we need God to come in and transform us. Captain America proves that he needs a team. Over and over again, Captain America was the quarterback of the team. He was the one who brought them together. He's the one who says the iconic line over and over again, Avengers, assemble. We need each other. The Christian race was not planned out or thought out to be run by yourself. That's why it was in the Garden of Eden when God looked that mankind was by himself. God said, what? It's not good. Why? Because he knew that we needed other people. We needed a community of faith. The church is important. When you're going through bad stuff, the church is there to encourage you and to carry you on. I remember in college when we were talking about the leadership principle of geese. Geese fly in a V because they can fly further and longer by flying in a V. They honk because every time they honk, they're encouraging the goose in front of them to keep going and keep going and keep going. When the goose in front gets tired, he swings out and comes to the back, and everybody scoots forward. When we're honking at each other, what are we saying? I mean, sometimes our honking's not good. But God calls us to honk in proper ways. You guys bow your heads and pray with me. Under God, I just think of this time that we could be together, God. To use uh, the story of Captain America to, to show us what you're calling us to do and what you want us to be. And God, I pray that we would stand up for you and do what is right and do what is holy. And I pray, God, that we would see great things take place. I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to speak in a mighty way in our lives. And as we go home today, we would remember the lessons you've given us. We pray this in your holy name. Hey, connectors, go in grace and peace. We are a people, connected people, all in God's love. We are a church, connected church, by His own blood. Connecting people together in perfect harmony, connecting people. Love sets free